following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, you started uh, at, uh, a couple of days ago we were talking about the topic of friendship and you covered some do's in terms of what to do in friendship and uh, we I understand there are some on the other side of the, of the page <laughs> there are the don'ts what to do oh, so yes. <laughs> fill us in well um, I, it, th- there are times when we know it would be meaningful to have a friend um, and you think but I, I don't know what to do I, well, let me give, I'll, I, if we're going to talk about the don'ts, it's don't first, don't wait for others to reach out to you. Be willing to take the first step. And um, if, if we yield our will, and by the way, you see a number of things throughout the Bible about meaningful friendships. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book of Proverbs, which is the book on wisdom, has many wonderful uh, scriptures that specifically deal with friendship and and loving another person. The, the point is, um, some people say, well, I, I, I don't know that I could do that. Uh, well, 2 Timothy, uh, the very first chapter of, of 2 Timothy, listen to this. God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind or self-discipline. Uh, my, my point is, allow the Lord to be dependent instead. Be dependent on the Lord to say, I, for the Lord, you know who would be helpful for me to have in my life. Um, I, I want your choice of, of friendship, uh, people who th- would be meaningful. Uh, I want to be all that you created me to be, and I know friends can make a difference in our lives. So um, if I am reticent, uh, that's not coming from you, Lord, um, because the Bible says, God did not give us a spirit of timidity, um, but a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind, um, or some translations have Mm -hmm. self-discipline. Also, uh, if you're with someone, don't just share facts. Now, that's the easier part. You know, what do you do? And you start talking. But, But if you... Get to where you can share your true feelings. You know, you could say, you know, recently I I was feeling discouraged about, or I had a challenge with da-da-da, whatever it would be. And um, the Bible says, Surely you desire truth in the inner parts. You teach me wisdom in the inmost place. That's Psalm 51.6. So if we're going to be willing to... And by the way, we all have had challenges. We all have had um, discouragement. And that's why you would do this, is to be candid about 
when the time is right for you to share. Um, don't expect everyone to like you. <laughs> um, I had a, a, somebody tell me, um, in fact, before the program, uh, Jeff, you and I were talking, and I was telling about somebody, and yes. this person <clears throat> had said, June, you just need to realize not everybody likes you. Hmm. And it was so, no, that, I mean, I, I, I was, I'd never heard somebody just come out and say it, but uh, I I knew that, but yet um, the, uh, Jesus is the one who said, this is an important scripture too, if the world hates you, keep in mind, it hated me first. And yes. in, in this passage in John 15, he saw, also said, if the world persecuted me, you know, they will persecute you too. In other words, if we are, some people do not like it if we are yielded to the Lord, if we give our lives, uh, and, and it, it makes a difference, our, our faith makes a difference. And so some will not like that. Uh, some of you may know, <laughs> you have family members that um, will oppose you. So you need to expect that. Uh, another thing, don't expect, <laughs> this is, <clears throat> wow, um, don't expect your friend's friends to be your friend. Hmm. I was sharing something with you, Jeff, and and um, I this was um, that's why I have this in the keys, because I expected my friend's friend to naturally and for me to reach out to her and, and to to for there to be a friendship. Sure. Well, no. Mm. <laughs> I mean, um, instead there can be a type of jealousy, but the main thing that we need to realize is. In Philippians 4.19, my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. My point is, we have a need for meaningful relationships. And it may not be with the person you would think would be supportive of you or be a friend. So just know that there will always be someone who God has planned to use in your life. And just say, Lord, thank you that you will meet my need for healthy relationships. And I'm, I'm willing to wait for you to guide me, but I will choose to be open. The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They are truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? 
Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life, June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at one 800 917 We'll protect your privacy, and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. Welcome back to Hope in the Night. I'm June... No, I'm not. Uh, this is Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and uh, we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Uh, our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help you to understand and uh, access, really, God's hope through our resources. If you'd like to take a look at the Keys for Living on Friendship, as June was speaking about that topic a moment ago, it's called Friendship, Iron Sharpens Iron. And you can talk to customer support about that or whatever resource is most helpful for you. It's 800-488-HOPE is the number, 800-488-4673. Well, maybe there's a a topic you'd like to speak with June about, an, an issue going on in your life, and you'd like some clarity on that. We'd like to help you do that. The number to call is 800 night 17 800 night 17 and when you call leave a detailed message we'll get back to you to see what questions you have and hopefully schedule you soon for an upcoming hope in the night we have openings even next week and we look forward to seeing you there the number is 800 night 17 800 644 4817 well, let's get to tonight's caller. We have a returning caller from uh, just very recently, and uh, we welcome back to the program, uh, listening on KGFT, The Word, in Colorado. We have Michael. Well, Michael, I am so delighted that we get to talk again. Um, thank you for uh, uh, reaching out again in terms of... I, I, I took notes about some things that you said, and uh, but I just want you to know that I know you're in a new area. You're going to be going to a, uh, I think you said a Bible college. And um, uh, it's kind of like a fresh start when you go someplace new. Uh, So just want to say first, welcome back. Thank you, Janet. I appreciate that. And I wanted to just tell you that I was listening yesterday, last night, and I think you did an outstanding explanation of, uh, you know, the, the, the topic of, of a cult. And yes. I, I was just very impressed. Thank you. Thank you. Well, um, what I, I, I looked at, um, I had written down that your dad died of alcoholism and you said he wasn't there for you. Um, your mom 
you said put the fear of man in you. So they're meaning this is not a compliment. <laughs> um, it, it was very hard. She was incredibly hard on you. Um, but I wrote down something that you said. You said, I, I don't feel God loves me. And I wanted to share something with you, and you can decide if this is relevant. Uh, do you mind if I pop in on that and uh, give no, an observation? Sure, please do. Okay. Please do. Yeah. When we are children, um, children are literalists, children um, can't help whatever they have, they, that they're they're powerless uh, with whatever family they're in. And, uh, but I want to make a comment about how they get their views. For example, specifically about God. Because children are literalists, they can't see physically God. And it's not just children, but we... Uh, uh, can I can know he exists, but that can be harder for a child. Um, and typically, a view of God will be based on a, what, whoever the most dominant parent is. Um, many times it's the father, and because typically in the home, the father is physically bigger. Many times the stronger one would seem to be the father. May not be that way, though, in certain situations. The stronger one could be the mom. But, the, but it's like for children, when they hear about God, um, they know that 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 the God, the concept of God is powerful. And so that's why they make that association. Um, and so it matters what the strong, stronger parent is like because that can give them the view, well, this is what God is like. This person who is over me, over in charge of me, is the strongest one, and that would be what God is like. They make that association. Does that make sense? Michael, does that, um, is that clear that there is an association with thinking this is who God is and yes, would be absolutely. having the, the characteristics. Okay, so that's then in adulthood, that's your job is to, to dis, well, it's to be clear that whatever I experienced as a child with uh, whether it's the father but whatever is the the power person, now see, that's what I had. My dad uh, said Christianity's a crutch. Um, 
I'm not a Christian. I don't have to go by Christian ethics. So I had a very challenging home life. And it was, it was very messy. But the point of saying that is it took, it took some time for me to trust God, but I didn't know why. I, and yet those who had painful home lives um, could have difficulty believing in a loving God because that was not a part of God's intent would be that the the parents in the home would um, reflect the character of of God himself um, be provider protector well it's that's just not the way it is in many homes and I'm just saying children can have a harder time um, because there was not that natural feeling if there if they the the home life was uh, uh, difficult by the way a person who's an alcoholic um, or have having any addiction if it's an addiction um, the addiction is the most important and the in other words alcohol would be the most important not the relationships that's classic and so whether it would be a mother who would be an alcoholic or, fa- or a father be an alcoholic um, I'm just saying they that person during this time of, of difficulty in their lives they prioritize not the relationships that they that really needed um, where dad would have poured into you but that's just you you admitted he wasn't there for you but that doesn't surprise me when I know that there was an alcohol addiction um, and that can make a big difference of h- how you s- you interpret life for and and the existence of God um, in other words God can love you very much but and and by the way the highest form of love is uh, agape love which is actually the kind of love that he's that God describes um, himself as being um, and I'm I'm saying even descriptions of where where you read um, uh, you know like pray for those who persecute you and think oh my goodness you know love your enemies how can you do that it's do what is in their best interest it's looking it's not an emotional ooey gooey love that a lot of people think it it would be but I'm just saying that God has the ability to love you by doing what is best for you. So, right. Having, and I, I yeah. kind of, you know, wanted to say that, you know, the, I, I always felt like I had to, and I still do at times, and it, I know it's wrong, but where I feel like I have to earn God's love. Mm-hmm. 
because mm-hmm. I, I never really had love. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, there was words at times, but the words meant nothing because they were never backed by the action of love. Right. And so trust was really never established or developed in any mm-hmm. real way. And so I've, you know, I'm like for a time, I remember telling myself over and over, trying to convince myself that for God so loved me that he gave me his Jesus, his only begotten son, mm-hmm. that since, since I believe in Jesus, I will not perish, but I will have everlasting life. And I would repeat that over. And I just felt now it's just a mantra. It's just, it's not, you know, that's not. God's love either. It's God truly is love. But it's easy for me to say those words, but to receive them and mm-hmm. to live out of that, I wish I could, June, but I just don't. I just don't I just don't have that that belief in it. I want to, but I and I've begged God like please just Please, just let me know that you love me. Show me. Help me. Help me to realize. Give me a revelation of of your love for me. And he he probably is trying, but what what he's trying and I'm receiving are two probably different things. Um, you're describing things that I experienced. Um, I, I I so understand exactly where you are, because see, I would see people, and they would they would be like, "Oh, I love God," and I'm I'm sitting here thinking, I I can't identify with that. I mean, they would be very emotional, you know, it maybe even singing, and I'm not saying inappropriately, but I did not have the feelings like I, I so I'm just going to tell you that I identify with you. I will tell you what I did later, I mean, when we come back. But um, I also heard Charles Stanley. When I say that name, do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Well, I'll never forget something I read where I thought, oh my gosh, here's someone who understands. But see, he came from a divorced family. There was pain and all kinds of things. And I thought, okay. I don't have to have the emotion, would like to have it, but I don't have to have it. We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. 
Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as precious and beloved to Him? So many of us have a distorted image of God, that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you believe. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular 31-day devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. You will gain biblical insight to help embrace the life-changing truth of the identity you have through your relationship with Jesus Christ. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night, and we give praise to God for how it has been used by Him to change so many lives for so many years. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, for yourself or for a loved one at junehunt.org. That's junehunt.org. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. If you have questions or concerns about the topic uh, topics that we bring up here on the program, just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help guide you to God's hope, to uh, understand what uh, your situation is and what God's heart would be in that situation. We'd love to, to help you to uh, see some of those resources, and some of those are available online as free resources and downloads you can get, or you can get the, uh, the fuller treatment of those topics called Our Keys for Living, in your hands. Just talk to customer support about that. We have keys for living on friendship called Iron Sharpens Iron. And uh, customer support is available at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. You can also email them at customersupport at hopefortheheart.org. Ask them any questions you have regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program. Again, that's Customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Let's return to tonight's conversation now with Michael. Well, Michael, I I do hear you. I I want you to know you are being heard, and and I know some of this by experience. Where um, I remember you saying you were the black sheep. There were eight siblings. And yet, um, you were a hard worker, you were generous, you, uh, there were many pluses, and, you know, my, my siblings would tell you that, because they've told me this several times, that you were the lightning rod of Dad's anger, lightning rod of, of whatever was wrong, you were, it was your fault, and so... I don't know if you've felt this way, but um, later that was not the case. But it it's significant when you're growing up and you're treated in a very harsh way. Um, and you were treated very harshly, uh, cruelly, in fact. But I want you to realize the impact on you that um what what I think might be something that could help I had to 
determine what am I going to dwell on. The Bible is big on uh, what do we think, what do we, in fact, uh, in the book of Philippians, it's very clear. Um, in fact, you could say the the theme of Philippians is like how to have joy no matter what. And um, there's a section, and it's only four chapters. And I'm not telling you something you don't know, but um, we read, you know, uh, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Now, here's an interesting word, thanksgiving. Present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart. You need a guarded heart. You do need a guarded heart. Yeah. And mind. Yeah. A guarded heart and mind. Um, his peace will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And then it says, finally, whatever is, and here's this list of what to dwell on, whatever's true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, uh, excellent, praiseworthy, let your mind dwell on these things. As I, I used to think of this in a concrete way, and that is, okay, I can't help what my past has been. I have a choice about what I will dwell on. And um, I kind of have this story I tell about this passage of Scripture. Uh, we would go to Idabel, Oklahoma. That was my safe place because there were some relatives there. And my grandmother had a, let's see, what, uh, a, a, a sifter. Um, uh, you put flour in it and, 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 and then it would to catch lumps of, of flour like if somebody was making gravy, but I remember you put the the flour in there, and uh, and it would go. <coughs> it had this strange sound, and um, this metal sifter, and it had strands of wire that would catch the the um, lumps of clay. I mean lumps of flour, and I I remember thinking, okay, whatever is true, noble, right, each of those could be like uh, the, the wire, pure, lovely, you know. And if, it, if that flour is sifted, by the way, you could do the same thing with confection sugar or something like that and put it on a cake. But the point is it's to catch the lumps. The lump part, we are being told, do not be dwelling on the contrast. Uh, only let come through what is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable. And that means we need to cha take charge of, of our thinking because what we think um, makes a difference. It will the, the caboose will be the emotions.
Um, and that means you could consider saying, okay, I'm going to write down beginning tonight, I'm going to thank God for one thing, whatever it is. It may be getting you to a new city. could be uh, that you're going to be enrolling in this college. Um, it could be a person that you're thankful for. Um, but just every day, add one more that, because the scripture says, you know, that we, um, it, it, we need a guarded heart and mind. And, it, but it says do everything uh, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. So this is your Thanksgiving list, and you could do it up until Thanksgiving <laughs> and make a list, just one a day, and just right. say, okay, I'm going to focus on, because in truth, you and I don't see what God has literally protected us from that could be very bad, and also we don't see what he has orchestrated because we don't have a view of of everything that God does in our lives, but you're right. you would make a choice to say, "Thank you, God, for this," and it's your Thanksgiving list. And I think more when you see what He has allowed in your life. Uh, that is positive. By the way, I today am grateful for the. I would n I would not trade what the all the negatives were in my growing up years. At the time, they were horrible, and there were painful things that for years and years I never shared because I just could not get it out. And I, you know, um, but. Um, when you get to be a half century old, then I ended up uh, being asked to give my testimony, and I didn't. I didn't. I just thought I was going to share a little bit, not not nothing at all personal. And all of a sudden, I was told June the real story, and I thought no, <laughs> and uh, and so I I did, but it was in front of an audience of about. 2,000, 3,000 people at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, and it's the first time I had ever told anything. Um, and I was, people were stunned. And in fact, I, popped, I had over and over and over uh, uh, radio executives telling me, you've got to tell your story, you've got to share. And so, and or because people can just think, well, she just, had some silver spoon and all you know whatever and and I but I hadn't shared for you know literally 50 years so I know what it's like to not tell uh, and yet um, it is uh, important that we look at okay I I knew I had a lot more empathy than a lot of people did but it's only because I went through it. And when I heard your story 
I have huge, I have huge empathy for you because I did experience some of what you experienced. And I'm going to venture to say, well, I'll just ask, do you believe that you are, that you can identify with others who have had real challenges in their lives? Absolutely. And, you know, that is the one area that, that God has given me the grace to, to be thankful for, because for many years, June, I, I couldn't even bring myself to be thankful. I, yes. I would try, I would try to be thankful, but I was under so much condemnation and just so much guilt and shame, false, false shame, false guilt, that I just didn't have the heart to be thankful. But over the last, I would say, 10 years, I have seen a breakthrough in that area, and that is mm. something that I am constantly cognizant of. I'm just very aware of the grace of God and the thankfulness the thankfulness that I have, it's just that it's so weird. It's just a phenomena of where, where I just wonder, why is this happening again? <laughs> you know, why is the same thing coming up that should have, I, it should be not a problem or not an issue of rejection or, or loneliness or whatever, but I, I just, it came to mind First Peter four twelve and thirteen, where he, Peter talks about don't think it's strange when uh, <laughs> the fiery trial, which is to try you, and so some strange thing happened to you. Yes, you know. And so God put that in my memory of how you know, hey, just like you said, think on what is pure and good and a good report and lovely think on those things that right right well this is why it's in other words nothing is wasted when we yield our will to his will we see how he can use you as a tremendous encouragement as you meet people people that that God's going to bring into your life because he because you've been there and a lot of people don't understand they don't, they don't trust people because they they think you wouldn't understand anyway the sound you're hearing is your generosity at work that's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country hi i'm curtis hale president of hope for the heart I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They're truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org 
forward slash give hope. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-917 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to our caller in a moment. If you have questions about tonight's topic, uh, we have over 100 of our keys for living that will help you to address that topic or any other that might be helpful for you. If you're struggling with something, we'd like to recommend some of our resources that would help you to uh, uh, move forward in your understanding of what's going on in your life and what God says about that, how his word speaks to what's going on in your life, because it's so uh, relevant to even our our everyday lives now. So uh, it's the power of God's word to do that. Let, let us help you with those resources. And uh, customer support is available at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And they'd be happy to have that conversation with you. Again, that number 800-488-HOPE. 800-488-4673. Also, check out the website if you'd like to take a look at all the resources that are available from Hope for the Heart. And the website is hopefortheheart.org store. Our updated Keys for Living with new titles being added monthly. Also, June's uh, Bible Studies and uh, other uh, books that she's written over the years. It's all there at hopefortheheart.org store. Returning now to tonight's conversation with Michael. Well, my friend... As I think about you, um, I identify in, on m- multiple levels. And um, w- will you agree to do this project, uh, this Thanksgiving uh, project, uh, one a day, and just add to it? And you can go back and pick up the day before what you wrote and just say, I thank you for this and this. Um, but but you're focusing on one a day to be thankful for. Absolutely. Yes, I will. Okay. I think that will um, help you focus on that which God has permitted. Um, he, he has the ability to block, and yet he also knows what to put into your life. And uh, obviously, you've had something recently. Uh, is it rejection, of lack of trust in someone, or something like that that occurred? And you know, I wanted to say also because that's that's true. But like you said, June, I am 
I'm getting a revelation. I'm just not going to even worry about that anymore. But, um, Good you know, for the you. Lord has just brought to my mind, because, like, for, for whatever reasons, uh, it was Satan, it was evil. My mother just, you know, because it wasn't that I was the black sheep. It was I felt like the black sheep. Mm. It wasn't mm. that I really was, because I, I remember telling you last time that, my life is kind of paradoxical, but all of my mom's favorite children, when she got old and she was unable to help herself, she had Parkinson's and a few other maladies. Uh, nobody wanted to help her, so I moved a thousand miles, and the Lord wow. told me, go back, and I didn't want to, it took me a while, but... Uh, he was like, go back and help your mother. So eventually I did. I, I drove a thousand miles, uh, came home, helped my mother. Mm. And um, for seven years, I was able to help her. Well, I I would uh, ask her, you know, I talked to her about scripture and, and the verse, you know, in Isaiah uh, 53, 5 and, and 1 Peter 2, 24, or Second Peter two twenty four maybe, where it says, "By Jesus' stripes you were healed," and I would, because she would always be in pain, and she would, I would give her her pain meds on time and everything, but you know they only worked for so long, and she was, mm-hmm. she had a, a double epidural that she would have to take twice uh, a year, oh. it, mm-hmm. and so I would, um, I remember one time after year five of helping her asking her mom, can I pray with you? And I would pray for her, but she would never allow me to pray with her, ever. Mm. Until the night before we had to go get an, a, an epidural, a double epidural. And wow. so I said, Mom, can I pray with you? And she said, for the first time in five years, she said, yes, you can. And so I knelt by her bed, because I had put her to bed, and at that time, she could do nothing for herself. I had to do everything. And so I, um, I, I just said, Lord, thank you, Father God, uh, for my mother. And by, I, just, I just speak that by Jesus' stripes, my mother is healed. And I, I again thanked him, and then I um, kissed her on the cheek, said goodnight, closed the door, Came, I woke up the next morning, and I um, basically I put her on the pot and uh, was walking out the door. I turned on the TV, and then she hollered at me. She goes, "Al or uh, Michael, um, call the call the doctor and cancel my appointment." Huh. And I'm like, "What? Excuse me?" And and she said, "Yeah." I, and my mother would never, she, pain was yeah. like something that she never, she hated pain. She would, you know, it, it, and, and it was just like, a, it was a miracle. And so mm. just then the TV came on and the news came on and it said, there's been an outbreak of meningitis in three states and it's caused by doctors injecting their patients. And it was, that was like the Lord telling me, yeah, so call because that was like confirmation that I should call in. So I did, 
for the last two years of my mother's life, she never had pain, ever. She wow. never needed any more pain medication at all. It was amazing. Wow. It is. Yes, that's, you know, as I, as I hear, I, I, I'm thinking of you um, where the scripture says the father of compassion uh, comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. So God uses the pain in our lives to sensitize us and that where the Lord gives us comfort, then with that, we are to comfort others. And so it's, the pain is for a purpose. The pain that you and I have gone through, the different kinds of abnormal upbringing that we had, um, it, it can affect us, but we need to be able to say, but thank you, God, that through this, I've had pain with a purpose, and I literally... Uh, thank you that you've given me the heart to reach out to others because it's extraordinary what you did because of how you were treated, yet you were sacrificial, and yet you saw the blessing of... Uh, there, there's, there's a, what your mother did is not normal, and you know that. Right. In other words, whatever was her background, uh, there was something that took place uh, something that did not happen in her life that should have happened because moms aren't typically that way. And yet um, there's a reason why people are the way they are. Now they have a choice. and But you were a positive influence in her life, obviously. And uh, I think that you did for her. You, you had pain, and you have received the comfort from God. And with that, then you turned around and gave your mom comfort. So you, you were a positive influence in her life when she could not help herself. Yeah, and that's the, the great thing. And the Lord used me as a coach to help a a, per, a young person who was a potential school shooter had he had gotten mm. out of one one school and was um, because he had threatened to blow it up and to shoot everybody. Wow! And so um, he was fixated uh, on um, guns and the calibers of the guns and. And he would even get it down to the grains of gunpowder in each shell, in each bullet. Wow. And that's all mm. he ever talked about. Well, over a, th a three-year period of time, um, I actually got to the point where, because he would always talk about these kids that were bullying him. Well, mm. it turned out it wasn't the kids. It was his father who had abused him as a child, and he never got over that. He, it was, plus, I guess his father was constantly rejecting him, and the Lord used me to 
bring them back together. Now this young man is going to college, and when I first met him, he was in junior high, and now he's in college. He's he's um, doing very well, and it, his life has been changed. Unfortunately, he still hasn't uh, received, as, as far as I know, received Christ as his Lord, but um, his mother is a Christian, and um, I, I'm, I'm praying for him. But, Great. you know, those types of things are rewarding to be able to do, and I, I think it's just that I just have to keep my eyes on the Lord, and like you mm-hmm. said, on, those, on the things that are good, on the things that are lovely, on the things that I'm thankful for, and just realize that other people are probably going through very similar doubts and, and trials and sufferings. Exactly. There's a reason why they've taken, um, I'm thinking, you know, like your mom, um, if you went back into her history, you and really knew, um, there were things I learned about my dad I did not have any idea of, like 10 years later after he died, I learned that his father would beat his mother and the kids would escape and make it to um, either uh, a relative's home or he would sleep on a church pew. And I thought, what? I've never heard of any of this. So there are times when we don't know the past. um, And yet we're responsible. And if we can help people get out, talk about, um, to to get into the, the truth, like uh, this student that you mentioned, that's fantastic. Here he was going to kill others, <laughs> and yet uh, he had a change. And but but God used you, and that's the thing. He wants to use you. You won't know. At times, he'll put somebody in your life, and when he does, just say thank you, God. Thank you that. Uh, for some reason, this person <clears throat> is drawn to me, and I can share the truth. Uh, and you know, those are seeds that are planted that many times will grow and be bear spiritual fruit. I'm proud of you. Um, if you want us to talk again, I would love it. Uh, but I believe in you, and I know God's going to use you the rest of your life because of the pain you suffered. But it will be that you have compassion. You understand the pain of others. May God bless you. Thank you for being a friend of our ministry. I want to recommend one of our keys for living called Mentoring, Coaching, and Discipling. It's called Passing the Torch. And uh, we send resources out as a result of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and uh, to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash givehope. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.